Hello and welcome to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns and I'm one of the hosts along with Ang Harrod-Owen. This is just a quick introduction to let you know that some of the interviews, like the one you'll be listening to today, they have been pre-recorded before the change in global events around the coronavirus. So it's just to let you know that when they're speaking, they won't be referring to the current state of affairs. So without further ado, I will let you enjoy today's podcast. and welcome to your property podcast and today we are joined by Volta Pontes. Hi Volta. Hi there, how are you? I'm very well thank you. Um, so I'm the host today, Harry is not available today so it's just me and Volta and actually I was just thinking before you were the first person that I interviewed about a year ago so it's quite it's about the same time yeah so it, it's going to be really interesting to see you know what has happened this year so we're going to be talking about uh deal sourcing deal packaging and you and what you have been up to so can you just give us a, a you know a quick intro a bit about yourself a bit background and and how you got involved in deal sourcing okay so my name is volta pontes i'm from portugal as you can see from my accent uh i started into property let's say I'm my second uh, year in, into property. So I started because I had no money to start. So I started sourcing. So in my first year, I sourced around 180,000 uh, worth of properties. And then I used that money to start investing. Uh, I'm the winner of Mastermind 26, which will be was with uh, Michelle, uh, yeah, almost a year ago. And uh, then after that, uh, I've been also nominated to the New Investor Award of the Year. And, you know, yeah, so that I think is my kind of my background. I had no business experience as well before I started property, yeah. Okay, well, it's been an absolutely phenomenal year and it's been a pleasure to have shared that with you, like you say, on the, uh, on the Mastermind programme. So I have a little bit more insight, you know, in this, in this interview than, uh, than perhaps otherwise. So um, I'm just going to try and pick out some things for the people listening of what, what they can take away. Um, now, you said deal sourcing. I remember you saying to me, you know, there's two things that people need to be focused on. They need the deal and they need the money. And yeah. obviously you know, there's no point in having the money if you don't have the deal. So, you, you know, that was, you decided to really commit to that. So before joining Mastermind, you said, right, okay, I need to find a way of finding some really good deals. Um, so can you talk us through the process? Like, how did you, where did you even start? And how did you set up that process? So basically, uh, before I start Mastermind, I wanted to find uh, areas that you can find deals. So uh, lots of people, um, this is a misconception. People say there are deals everywhere, which is true. However, you know, um, I'm a very goal oriented. I would, I would, I would say you need to find out first, what do you want to achieve? Okay. So what type of the deal you want? And then you need to find out where are these type of deals. So it's faster for you to go where this, you know, are many of these deals rather than trying to find one deal that might take you entire year in your area. So let's say, you know, nearby where you live. So find first the area, uh, you know, where you can find these deals. For example, I was living in London. 
the property in London is quite expensive, so I decided to move to North because you know I could buy many deals there. Uh, so find your area. Uh, where can you find these deals? And then uh, you know it's, it's just easier to find the deals where are many deals available rather than just one deal that might take you uh, the entire year. So yeah, find your area first. That's what I would say. After you find your area. Uh, you know, focus on, you know, finding exactly what you want rather than just uh, try to find anything. So after you find your area, uh, you know, basically, you know, decide what you want and then, you know, what you want will decide what strategy you need to do and what area you need to do, you know, what area you need to go. Exactly. And, you know, it's something that we've talked about before. It's, you know, don't ask what is your strategy, ask what you want, and then the strategy should be obvious. Yeah. So, but how can people, because a lot of part of the problem is people don't know what they want. Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't, you know, that kind of criteria of what is important. So what would you say to people who, okay, they say they want cash flow and that's what they're looking for. And I think that is a kind of blocker because, well, you know, you can get cash flow in many different ways through service, accommodation, HMOs, singlets, whatever, you know. So what would you say to people who are looking for cash flow? Because that's what most people are looking for. Um, Or maybe it's an asset, but how do they dig deep on that and actually really qualify it so that they are honed in on a gold mine area or um, a specific type of property, for example. I think, you know, very simple way to think about is, you know, most people, let's say if they want to replace all their income or they want to, you know, extra, you know, let's say retirement. Okay. So it's just, you know, if they want an extra income, so they just need to think what is the end goal. So how much they need, you know, for example, to replace the income. Uh, and from that, I think is easy because you said, you know, most people don't know what they want. But if they think about what they really want, for example, let's say they want to retire, they want to, or they want to, you know, have a couple of profits to help them for their retirement, uh, then I think it becomes easier. And also they need to think about whether I want to manage my properties, do I want to manage my prop? It's just think about, you know, why, what they really want in terms, because, you know, it's, I think it's very easy to say, you know, when you say you, you want to cash flow, but it's very easy to say, look, I need 3000 pounds to replace my income, for example. And, and then it's easier for you to go and uh, get this 3000 pounds because you are, you know, you are, um, you know, you know exactly what you're looking for. Exactly. So just spend some time really thinking about what, what people need and you know, what they need and how they want to get it. Okay. So, so, okay. They've decided they want the 3000. Now you really went at it and you set up a team and you know, you just went full in and uh, you know, we'll talk us through that process then of how yeah. you started to actually get some good quality deals. You know, obviously they were good enough to sell on at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't just start like, you know, getting a, a team straight away. So <clears throat> I just, uh, so I, fr- I went from like London to North, then I, uh, you know, got into North. So I had to, you know, just understand a bit the area. Uh, and then I knew if I buy a three bed convert, you know, I knew the ROI, I calculate all of that. And then I just started doing marketing. I did um, a uh, campaign, so 
every month I would send some letters and uh, so I have a, a, a different ways to to do marketing so I have a, like 15 different ways uh, so I, I did uh, you know I locate some money on, on marketing first I did uh, I call organic which is free uh, gum tree uh, all of that so I start with that and then you know when I start making some money I start right. to and you, uh, you know invest in that marketing and then uh, after that when i start getting i reached a point i was getting 30 leads uh, a month yeah 30 no 30 leads a month 30 leads a day sorry mm -hmm. uh so then you know i start in, in, you know gathering my team and you know put people in place because you know otherwise i couldn't handle all the phone phone Absolutely. calls yeah yeah, well, um, okay, let's come back to the team in a second. So just going back to you said, you know, you've got lots of ways of, uh, you know, of marketing. What would you say are the, you know, looking back now and now, you know, all the ways, do you think the free ways of Gumtree or Facebook or whatever, um, do you think they are, where do they sit in the list of priorities of like? Yeah, I think everyone should start with the organic leads, like because they're free. Yeah. So then you, you know, you just your your your, let's say your sales gets better, and uh, you know you get better talking to people. Uh, then after that, when you start closing one or two deals, uh, you can you know you can you know reinvest some of the money to uh, you know just to, to expand your marketing. Other thing. Um, you know the difference between me and most people i have a, a crm uh, that i created that follow up the deals so basically when i make an offer the seller says no i have a crm that follow up so for six months so it does all the follow-up so it does text message emails send letters postcards all of that so that helps as well it helps a lot Okay. And that, is that something that you kind of created yourself or is it just something people can go and buy? Is it on online like that? Yeah, I created my, I created myself because, you know, most of CRMs, they are not uh, property related. So I had to create something that, uh, you know, it just does the hard work, I would say. So because, you know, when people say no today, uh, you know, they get motivated with the time. Uh, so the CRM just does the follow up and then, you know, so we will, I'll reach a point is not, I have the, I call, you know, the leads that come in, I spoke, I speak with them and then I have these, you know, back end leads, front end leads and back end leads. Um, the back end leads is where most of my deal comes from. Okay. So front end is, so what, what is the difference then for people who are thinking? Yeah. So front end is where you contact the leads. Let's say leads, you know, I, I speak with, uh, let's say 20 people today. Uh, they are all front end uh, because it's the first contact I have right. with them. And then, you know, let's say in these 20, just one is motivated. One is serious. 90 of them goes to the CRM. And then with time, if you see, if you talk to many of them, you're going to have leads coming every day because you know okay. they just yeah. come and say hi Volta I, I spoke with you yesterday or I received your message I'm like uh oh oh hi <laughs> and then um you know you have another lead and then yeah. it's just a snowball okay so yeah all right then um so for people who are looking for because most people are not going to well there's some people who are going to be looking as a business sourcing business isn't it you know and then other people are just going to be wanting one deal for them maybe one or two or three a year perhaps mm -hmm. so for people who are just getting started 
what would you recommend is the best place they go to in terms of um, marketing and what, what strategy? Yeah, as I mentioned, organic, organic can be uh, stay agents. Uh, yeah, stay agents can be one, uh, Gumtree uh, can be uh, two. So stay agents, if they can go and talk to the valuers, valuers are the, normally valuers are the ones who get the deals first. So they are the one who go and do the appraisal. Uh, so you can get a lot of deals from the valuers that are not in on the market yet. So and how do you, you position get, yourself? Because, you know, I'm thinking people must go in there every day asking for, you know, great fully market value deals. How would, yeah. how would you position yourself? So you just, you know, tell the values you, you know, you are looking to buy two or three properties this year. And uh, also you work with, uh, you know, a group of investors. In my case, I was, you know, because I was in a mastermind. So I just said, you know, I, you know, work with a group of investors. So, you know, you just need to position yourself because, because you can't just go to the valley and say, hi, you know, uh, give me your best deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like, okay, uh, you're kind Turn of weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's position and, and then you just need to buy one property and then, you know, just, you know, create that relationship. Why do literally I put in my CRM, I put the values as well there. So my CRM every, um, four months, three months or four months, touch the values, just send something, a message, uh, you know, just say I'm alive, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, fresh. you know, just keep, yeah, keep fresh. Yeah. yeah. So if you just with the values, if you have, if you have three, four values a year, uh, you know, you get around three deals per, per value. So that will be more, more than enough deals for you to do. Okay. So let's say, okay, we go to the valuer or we find something on Gumtree and you look at it and think, yeah, this looks interesting. Like this might work. What would, what's the next stage of that then? So in terms of the due diligence, how do you really know it's a deal? Um, and do you have like a step-by-step process that people can, they can follow just some pointers? Yeah. So, mm, okay. So due diligence is a, a kind of difficult to explain, uh, but yeah, so after they got the deal, they need to, you know, have a spreadsheet. They just need to put the numbers. So they put the numbers, see if it's a deal because a deal can be a deal for you. might not be a deal for me. So, yes. because, you know, it depends on the ROI. Uh, but what I would say for people that want to package deals, find the investors first and ask the investor what they want. Okay. Mm-hmm. What type of property, uh, you know, what they want. And then um, when you find the property, you know, if someone says, look, I want two bedroom, I don't know, in, in Liverpool. And if I find two bedroom in Liverpool in the area where he, he told me he wants the property, it's just more likely to, to, to buy the property. Yeah, that makes sense. And would you recommend just having a few people to work with, a few investors and sourcing directly for them? How do you know they're going to actually follow through? Um, so, uh, because I'm regulated, you know, regulation is very important. If you are anti, you know, if you are anti-money laundry regulated and you have all the, you know, ombudsman, all of that, which, you know, if you are doing this as a business, you should, you know, so you can ask them for proof of funds, uh, you know, just to see if they're serious or you approve of funds, you can ask them for the ID. So then, you know, you know, they have a, a decision principle, uh, approved so you know they have all that in place so when you show them the deal you already know they have the money in place they have right. the uh, mortgage in place 
so it's easier. And I just work with three, uh, three, four investors. Um, you don't need many, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. It's lining everything up, lining the ducks in a row. And then, but uh, yeah, it's interesting that you're actually just working with the three or four because I'm sure it makes life a lot easier. And then once you've done one, you've got that proof of concept, you've got the trust, the relationship on both sides, you know, they're going to buy from you and you've got more confidence to actually go out there and, and source for them. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, is there anything you think people miss when they are looking at the sourcing? What do the, you know, uh, I would say stop, stops them maybe. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, they need to be good negotiators. They need to, to know how to, you know, negotiation is more, um, is kind of more, um, I would say, you know, talking to people, but you need to know how, you know, because it has to be a win-win. And second, I would say uh, follow-up. Most, most deals come from follow-up. People don't know follow-up. They mm -hmm. say, someone says, no, no today is, no, is, not, is not the same as no ever. So if they follow up, uh, I do believe they will get the deal uh, because most of my deal come from follow-up. Okay. And uh, do you follow up every month or every three months? I'll I do follow up every month. Yeah, I just send something like, you know, hi, you know, sometimes like, you know, I hope your, you know, your, the sales of your property is going well. You know, have a great day, something. Okay. Uh, so you're just, you know, reminding them, um, you know, that you are still here, you know. So I do follow up every day. So after four months, I, I give a gap. Uh, and then, you know, the CRM keep on follow up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're not necessarily asking for asking for, are they still interested? It's just hope it's going well. It's just like a touch point. Yes. Right? I don't really like about the talk really about the property itself. I just, you know, talk about them. So how are you, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, hope the sales going well, you know, if I need, if you need any help, I'm here to help. Okay. Uh, it's more like that rather than, you know, you know, did you sell your property? <laughs> I'm yeah. 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 It's more, yeah. It's, you know, it's more kind of, you know, personal because, you know, properties are, uh, 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 people's business. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of negotiation, then you said like, that's one of the key areas. Um, I've just been reading a book, uh, never split the difference. Yeah, great um, book. Yeah. So, is there any other tips? I think that was a brilliant book, actually, uh, recommended by one of our mutual friends, David. Um, but yeah, it's what what other tips? Because if people haven't been in negotiation, let's say they've you know they've they've had a sort of an office job where it has they haven't needed to do that. Where do they start? Because it is a sort of it's another world, really. When you once you start learning actually how to how to communicate that you can help them in a way that they can hear is like it's it actually is a solution for them and like you say it might yeah. not be right then that there and then but you want to leave it open so that if it's a no now it's still open and they'll are willing to come back to you later on yeah i think you know first of all i think you know um, i really invested myself i just because you know i just didn't i think you know education is very important so what i mean is um you need to have, you know, some kind of uh, <clears throat> education. What I mean, like, like you know, read a couple of books, um, really learn the craft first, uh, because then it will become much easier. Read some books in sales, also helps. 
and uh, it's just a conversation basically you try to help listening very important listening see what really they they <clears throat> they 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 need not what they want okay because they like i want this you know i, I want many things you know uh <laughs> But, you know, see what they need. If you give them what they need, not what they want, but what they need with time, they come for what they need rather than what they want. Because, you know, uh, everyone thinks like, you know, they want, you know, the most, you know, you know. So every time I talk to, to people, uh, sellers, they, they, you know, they're always going to say what they need, not what they want. So if you focus on giving them what they need uh in the right time i believe they they will get so reading some books and sales and give us uh, three top three top books on sales on negotiation or <clears throat> okay so you said one never split the difference um uh getting more um is a great book as well and uh spin sale uh, selling these okay. three books are very very good right some homework then for listeners yeah so okay and um, one of the tips so reading listening and yeah. and uh, finding what is important to the seller you know okay. what is important some sometimes you know the seller they want to for example sell to to um you know to you know to live abroad or whatever so just find what is important uh, some buy a property this month uh, and the seller lives in in United States. She doesn't want to come back. Uh, so for her, it's just, you know, I just want to get the get rid of the property. So um, find, you know, what is a win, what is ethical for both parties, you know, what is a win-win. So she's happy um, and I'm happy because, you know, both parts has to be happy. If because otherwise they don't even complete the sales, so, so you need to find um, what makes them happy and what you are happy. So then you know, you just give them what you know what they want, and you know you will see uh, things you know just working out. Okay, well I think you know for people who are uh, looking for their own deals, I think that's a lot of you know really useful content. So thanks for that. Um, Going back to the packaging, because it's something that people are interested in, you know, as a source of income. Uh, I think one thing people miss is it's like, it is a business. You're setting up a business model. And like you said, you know, you, you need to have like that flow of deals coming through. But uh, once you have the deals coming through, what people, I think some people don't realize is like, what happens next then? So you get the deal, you've done your due diligence. It's a great deal. Now what? How do you actually... What's the process of packaging that? So even if let's say you've got an investor or a lot of you know, people that work with investor lists, for example, but what does that look like in packaging it up? Okay, so first, as I mentioned, you find the investor first, then the deal. A lot of people, they teach, uh, find the deal and then you know the money will come or the investor will come. That is rubbish. It didn't work for me. I found the deal and then I couldn't sell the deal. And right. the deal was, you know, was a good deal. So if I found the investors first, and then now you do your due diligence, you know, let's say an investor will say, I want 20% ROI, I want 60% ROI, wherever it is. Um, then if you find that, as I mentioned, he's more likely to buy. So how do you package? So you basically has to put, um, you know, you know, what is a deal? So it's very, it has to be very easy for the investors to say, okay, that is a deal, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so you need to put, you know, the, you know, right numbers, you know, the property price, the, 
you know, the refurbished cost, if it, the property needs any refurbishment, you know, the rental demand in the area. Uh, so you need to give all that information so a, a, an investor can see and say, okay, that is a deal. Uh, and then you need to help the investor. So you basically need to educate the investor if in case, you know, they don't, they don't know what they, they are doing. That is why for a deal packager, they need to do some training. So they need to know what they are doing. It's not just, you know, people say like, you know, deal sourcing has a very bad reputation because people don't know what they're doing. Just go to a stage and get the property and right moving. Like, here you go. This is a deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Because they, yeah, so they need to know what they're doing. And uh, so then, you know, they present a deal for investing the right way. So it's just, you know, uh, it can be, you know, some pictures, price, property price, uh, you know, the rental demand, the ROI, you know, how much they're going to uh, spend if in case they are doing some refurbishment. Yeah, simple stuff. And, you know, the ROI and the actual, the figures, how do you decide what, I mean, it, I'm guessing you're, I'm going to imagine that you're going to say, well, it depends on the investor. So I suppose if you've only got three investors and you know their criteria, that's quite different and it makes life a lot easier for you and them. Uh, but for a lot of people who won't go that way and they're just packaging up and selling sort of on the open market, let's say, of, of investor lists. Um, it, that's I think another way, place where people get a bad name is like they they if they're in their head it's a good deal because maybe it's like I don't know ten grand off price, but actually for serious investors who are looking for like you said twenty percent plus ROI it's not a good deal. So I think I mean I come across these you know deal sources and lists and spreadsheets all the time, but I just don't have the time to go through and analyze each one. So how can deal packages differentiate themselves and make themselves better um what would be the criteria of saying this is a deal definitely 100 percent. yeah but as as you said and it's true it depends because a deal can be a deal uh so i sometimes i already i i once uh post a deal that was 35 percent roi and uh you know i had one viewing so one just one viewing so for me that was a deal 30% ROI, yeah. you know, huge, you know, huge discount, but uh, no one wanted the, the deal. So it depends. So that's why I changed. I changed. Right. I find the investor first. He tells me what you want. Right. It's just easier to give people what they want rather than, you know, it's like yeah. when you create a product for your, in your brain is like, this is the best product in the world. And you create the product and then you're like, okay, Michelle, he, look, look, this product. And you're like, I'm not interested. <laughs> but, but if you tell me what you're interested yes, in, I come yeah. in and show you, it's just easier. Yeah. yeah. I think so it's, it's a really, really important point. And I, I can totally see why you've done it that way. Um, it makes perfect sense. In terms of the actual sourcing fee, how do you decide what is sort of a fair fee? for the properties because obviously each property is going to be different you might have spent more time on it or not than another one uh one might be big roi another one might be you know you can have value in a different place so so it depends so in london for example for tenants buyer tenants buyers when i find a property in london as a lease option and then i put uh uh, so yeah be careful with the technology uh, te terminology so so it depends. It varies from five k, four k to twenty five k. 
so that is the you know the um, it varies the varies about the deal it varies about in terms of um you know in the area so i you know when i was doing my primary when i was in my primary sourcing i was doing sourcing anywhere in the country because you know i was you i was doing facebook ads you know google adwords all that right across the um, country yeah yeah, across the country. So it depends. You know, I I was I was selling deals in Liverpool in your area. I was sending you deals as well. So yeah, it depends. So but it varies from four k to twenty five k. Okay. And do you agree that with the investor? So do you say the investor wants a two bed flat in wherever Leeds, for example? And then do you, would you agree? Well, that's going to be worth four grand. So if I find you this this house, are you happy to spend the four grand? Yes. Or is it more like it, you decide per deal and then you factor that into the costs that you present to them? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, hmm, that's very interesting. Uh, I factor my fee, uh, you know, from deal to deal. But, you know, you know, in the beginning, you can just say, look, I charge, let's say, 3000 plus VAT or if you're not VAT registered, just 3000 or 4000, whatever it is, you know, 4000 is my fee and then you know of course you know you need to justify because you need to put the your fee into the deal and see if it still stacks oh, up okay. of course yeah. yeah if it still stacks up uh because you know then the investor it doesn't he wants yeah. to yeah to, to see everything i think that's you know something people forget as well as they don't factor that as part of the costings um yeah. especially when you're talking about 25k you know that's that could make or break a deal yeah um but i guess the 25k is on the really high end high value yeah uh, properties yeah but yeah so 25k i was talking about it like was a property in london you know with a huge you know discount like a couple of millions so uh so then you can justify the 25k fee because you know you know you're saving the investor like almost you know almost a million yeah definitely yeah. Oh, that makes sense and okay so so you've got the deals you've got the investors and you've got your 30 leads a day coming in and now you need some help yeah where did you start how did you kind of think okay so this is the area i need help with yeah so when you know when i started so i started getting the phone calls and stuff um i people start approaching me and you know like you know can i start can i work for you can can you help me can so why did I, I asked them to read a couple of books first, you know, okay. so they went I like through that, the test. <laughs> yeah, they went through the books first. <clears throat> it's not just tests, you know, if in case um, they make, if in case they read all the books, they come already ready. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than I have to train them. Definitely. So they go through the books um, and then, you know, and then, you know, very, you will be surprised. Very few people go through the books. Exactly. So, yeah. So if so you have like, win, yeah. yeah, if you have like 10 or 20 people, I think one will go through the books. How many books do you give them to read? 120. 120. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So once they've read the 120 books, then they can come back to you. Yeah. And so if, if they are still uh, want to join me. Yeah. Uh, most of them they don't want to join me anymore uh yeah so then you know um they can join me so i have a list of people they want to uh, join me i just you know i let them in the pipeline they start working they keep on working and then i just touch base with them when they are ready they can join what's the most important um 
tasks that people need help with? So you would need help with, where did you start once you've got some people who have read all the books? What did they do first to support you? So basically when I give them so many books because I want them to know business general, okay? So then, you know, it's just easier to see where their, their strengths are so for example, if they, you know, if they're good in sales, I do a couple of tests to see where their, their strength, and then I just uh, direct them to, you know, to work in their strength rather than their weaknesses, uh, okay. if you yeah. know what you mean. Definitely. So can you give us an example of someone that works with you, what their strengths would be, and then how you matched that to part of the business? Yeah, so I have Annabella. Annabella, she does all the, you know, she, you know, because now I, I'm buying properties primarily. So she deals with the builders and um, she does all the decoration and the uh, project managing. I'm terrible with the builders and uh, all of that. You know, I don't think anyone would live in my house. So, uh, but she's very good at that. So <laughs> she has a very, you know, spatial awareness and all of that. So I do a couple of tests to see where are their strength. And then, you know, I just put uh, them where, you know, I'm terrible and there, you know, is <laughs> their strength. So it comes natural to them. So it's just easier uh, okay. to put them. And you have some uh, mentees, can we call them mentees? Like people working mm. with you. Um, and I've had the pleasure of meeting them at the weekend. So they're a very cool team you've got there. Uh, and you know what I notice about the people that you've attracted is that you know they not only kind of believe in the business and they are really hungry and, and keen to kind of make progress with you, but you know you've got that bond, you've got that that kind of respect both ways as well, and they can see that you know working with you is is adding value. It's not just like they're kind of doing a twelve pounds an hour job, you know. It's like so. Wh how why did you choose to to sort of build that team around you rather than a lot of people? do sort of virtual assistance for example uh because you know you know i want first of all i want to see you know I, i'm a kind of a control freak not <laughs> a control freak but uh i've had uh, virtual assistants and stuff the thing is they then disappear you know so and also it depends you know some people you know i'm kind of entrepreneur some people want just to have uh you know a lifestyle business i'm more kind of well, i want to meet the people okay. i want to get that you know connection i like to so i have ted ted is you know he got into oxford university so he's taking two years just to, to stay with me uh in elite as well got into a very good university but he doesn't want to go and he stay with me um so basically i have to go through so they had to go through the 120 books um and then you know the, you know they're just enjoying you know learning you know different type of you know businesses and different the sectors of businesses because you know school is amazing but i don't think school teaches you know sales marketing accounting you know so all of that so no, it definitely doesn't <laughs> the same way that we need it anyway so yeah it's something different it's you know what you're you know it's a different type of education i suppose so is there you know they're coming how does it sort of work and they are they gaining the value of learning with you um they, do they do their own deals as well or yeah so they do um so you know after they read the books you know they do the courses first uh then you know i will put them in a sector where they start growing they start doing so every you know every month i give them some tasks so they stretch themselves 
uh, you know, they have to be talking on the phone. They have to talk to the CEO. So it's, it's, it's good, you know, it's good to see them growing and developing. So when they're ready, uh, they join um, the team. But, you know, it's a quite intensive, most people would say, you know, because in 120 books plus courses, uh, it can be quite, um, you know, tough. But, you know, they're enjoying it. You know, they're very smart kids. Um, they're very bright uh, kids. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, a great mentor for them, uh, you know, to work with you as well. Um, so, okay, uh, is there anything that's kind of the people... So I remember the first conversation I had uh, about deal sourcing with somebody who, you know, they were saying, right, okay, you, you know, this type of deal, you can earn 5K. And I, was, I remember thinking, like, what, you just, you're just passing a deal on and you're earning 5K? I mean, you know, that, it's just for people who who trade their sort of time for money in the in the day job which nothing wrong with that at all but a lot of people don't realize there's other ways of making money that you don't require the sort of nine to five and obviously you could argue it's it's more or less than a nine to five because it's the business and you you know you still never really switch off uh at the beginning when you're setting everything up so but you know 5k from one deal is a lot for for a lot of people and some people might think that that's not possible or if it is possible like oh god how can i do that what would you say to people who sort of it's it's they're they're their own blocker mm. sourcing is hard work so you basically have to see that you provide a service to for investors so you went there you spoke with the value or you spoke with the with the sell in the gum tree you did the work you know you negotiate uh, you have the head of terms, let's say, sign. Um, so you've done all of that. So it's the same. You know, I don't think, you know, someone would go to, a, you know, a Cafe Nero and say, look, um, you know, you know, three pounds is a loss of money for a coffee because, you know, it's convenient, you know. So it's the same thing. So you right. provide a service which is convenient for yeah. the investor yeah. now to get a property you are creating wealth for the investor, if you, you, if, you, yeah. if you know what I mean. So they are parking the money into a property that you found. So I think people have to see that you are providing a service, you know, uh, that is worth 5K, right. is worth okay. 4K. Of course, it has to be a deal, but it's worth because it's a lot of negotiation. Uh, you need, you know, you need to package the deal. and need to go back and forth with the, you know, so you are helping them. You're providing a service. So... It's just, yeah. I have to think that you're providing a service. I think that will help. help. That's, a, that's a good tip. Yeah, just like think of it the other way around, but rather than, yeah, what, you know, what you're used to, actually what value is somebody gaining from you or service? Exactly, exactly. Cool, okay. Well, uh, is there anything else that we want to mention that we haven't talked about? Um, for example, your so what you're doing at the moment. Do you want to tell us a bit about uh, you, the courses that you you're running, and how people can find out more about you, and maybe get some help. Yeah, so I you know had a lot of people asking me for two things. Um, they were asking me for uh, the system I use, so I have a couple of developers to create that system, uh, and also I've been asked uh, how can they you know if I can help them. Um, to, uh, you know, to do the thing because, you know, mo now I don't really uh, source, I source deal for myself. So, you know, I was sourcing to, to investors. Now I'm like, okay, I think, 
you know, I'm in the position to buy. So I'm, I, I, you know, I, I at the moment I buy a property a month. Uh, so that's why I'm doing, but, um, yeah, I'm taking, you know, a couple of, you know, let's say 20 people where I will teach the way I do, uh, sourcing. Um, yeah, so they need to go through a process because I just want to, you know, 20 people that are very committed. Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's, it's a skill I believe that any investor needs to, um, to know Absolutely. regardless. Yeah. Great. Okay. So what's the best place people can find out more about that? Uh, they can find me, they can send an email at uh, support, uh, support at consultant.com. So is support at V-A-L-T-E-R P-O-N-T-E-S consulting.com. Great. Thank you. Well, we'll put that in the show notes as well. And um, I think that's a good place to, to wrap up. So thank you very much for your time and joining us. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, thanks, it's you know, it's really been a year, uh, you know, it's been a year since we've done the, our first uh, uh, webinar. It is. It's uh, it's been a crazy journey, and it's been an absolute pleasure, and you know, just real inspiration to see you just make so much progress and see what you've done as well. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's I think, you know, even just like this short webinar, I think people can so podcast people can actually like really hear the value that you know is so much content that you've you've got to share with people. So. Um, great and uh, people know where to sign up to your course and find out more about you so let's uh i think we should book one in for like a year's time like next year (laughs) and we'll come back we'll come back and see what you're up to then okay Okay. all right then well take care and uh thanks everyone at home for listening thank you